something will happen. <laughs> All right. Well, it says we're live, so you, you just have to kind of hope and pray that the internet works. Welcome back to the Joe Mobley Show. I am Joe Mobley, your host and the original Uncloseted Conservative. And I just realized that my note page is not on the computer anywhere. So I'm going to open that whilst still talking to you guys. Um, as you might notice from me just saying that, that we are indeed live again. Um, you know, you guys know that I just like the show this way the best. So thanks for being here. If you're here for the live show, however you're consuming that. And on that note, guys, it's the year of the podcast. So make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. If you listen on podcast, whatever podcast app you have, uh, make sure that you rate and review the show. Five star reviews. That's 10, but you know, I'm black. So math is supposed to be hard or whatever. Um, but yeah, Whatever podcast app you listen to, go ahead and rate and review the show. Make sure you're subscribed. And if you are watching on Rumble or on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. If you're on YouTube, why are you on YouTube? Get off. Go, go to Rumble. Um, but while you're there, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you share it with your friends and your left-leaning relatives that you want to tick off for the day. Guys, we got a really awesome show for you. Of course, we're talking about the biggest news, the greatest news uh, that I know is shaking the hearts and minds of everyone that Joseph R. Biden will be running for president again 2024. I know we've been waiting with bated breath to see what he was going to do. And personally, I am just relieved that his strong leadership uh, is going to have an opportunity to stay at the helm because things have been going great uh, since he took office. And and I, I, I just might mean take office literally. But anyway, we've got some awesome guests for you. Lots of good, cool, and exciting topics. Um, if you're here, go ahead and drop a like, say hi in the chat, and we are going to get into the show. Samantha, how are you, my friend? I am good. How are you? I feel like my face is really big. <laughs> I'm good. It's been a long time. And as we know, between every single one of our conversations, the world continues to fall apart. And there's so many things to talk about. So Seriously. there's never a shortage of topics. <laughs> Yeah, so you haven't been on for a while, so uh, fans of the show will know who you are, but people that are new, tell us who you are and and uh, where they can find you, and we'll dive into these nonsense news topics for the day. Can't wait. Uh, yeah, I have a channel called Outspoken Samantha. I am also on Facebook currently trying to drive people to places like Rumble and Getter um, away from these woke corporations. But I have been uploading videos for months now. I focus a lot on gender ideology just because it's something that we can't seem to escape in any capacity. Um, but I, I, you know, I'm just trying to be one of those conservative voices that's not afraid to talk about the things that a lot of people are afraid to talk about. Um, so I put out messages every day and try to give people more things to think about. And um, I have a lot of fun doing it. So we're all in this together. <laughs> On that note, I wonder I wonder if the, it'll share this with you guys. Here, if I hit this button, can you see my screen? I can see your screen. <laughs> yeah, like with all the crap uh -huh. around yep. it. Okay, cool. Yep. Well, I share this for two reasons. One, I, if you can see it, they can see it too. One, I've left StreamYard, so hopefully there's no degradation in the stream. If there is, then I am seriously going to be banging my head on this sturdy wood desk after the stream. Um, but this is Ecamm Live. It's very confusing. Um, and to make it more confusing, there's there's this guy that goes along with it. So there's just buttons on buttons on buttons. Um, everywhere, and I am learning how to use it. And one of those things is 
something like this. I did not put your camera in here. So now that's a close up. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, that's a close up. All right. Well, here we go. So now, uh, <laughs> now we're back and hopefully, let's see here. All right. There we go. Now we can see and hear everything. USB digital audio auto muted. I don't even know what that means, but something was auto muted. Good. Good for you, Ecamm Live. Do your thing. Um, yeah. All right, so because I didn't have my stuff together and I missed it, um, while she was talking, I'm usually like Johnny on the spot with the buttons. Um, but anyway, Grace for the new platform. Uh, make sure that you guys follow her on Twitter. It's at Outspoken underscore Sam. And if you're phonetically challenged, it's written right there for you. So you can mm -hmm. pretty much copy and paste it. And then go and check out her YouTube channel while you can, because she's in the constant battle that people who are guilty of wrong think are in with YouTube and that they're constantly taking down her content. Um, so, mm -hmm. you know, if you want to annoy YouTube for the day, then subscribe and go and like all the videos and leave comments and share them with all. They love it. They love it. When you mm -hmm. share it with your friend, like off-platform, like you text the link to someone or you click the share button and send it to someone, that just, that makes the YouTube heart so happy. Uh, so. <laughs> Especially if the person you share it with is particularly liberal. That, like, oh, yeah. that warms all of our hearts. <laughs> so how did you land on the gender ideology niche? Like, did that get thrust upon you? Uh, oh, my goodness. I think, you know, I don't know how exactly it fell on my radar, but it's on pretty much everybody's radar. Now, I remember, because as I've mentioned before, for those of you who don't know, I did run for state house in Denver, Colorado in 2020, which was a very interesting year to run for office. <laughs> and um, looking back, I remember like listening to pieces of legislation that were being introduced and they were talking about parental rights bills and they were talking about legislation that had to do with comprehensive sex education. And everybody at that point, just a few years ago, was talking about how parental rights were anti-LGBTQ. And at that time, it just, that was such a crazy thing to say. And it still is, but it seems to be more widely accepted. So it just, it blows my mind how far things have fallen in such a short period of time. And the fact that it went from being, you know, these parental rights bills to now it's literally legislation that people want the right to mutilate their children. Like not just, not just a, a doctor or a therapist, you know, somewhere out there. It's like parents that want the right to do this to their own kids. And there's no way to escape it. I mean, you look at Disney Plus, we we canceled our Disney Plus account because we're not going to support this, you know, not so secret gay agenda that they have. And then you look and it's in different cartoons and it's in their toys and it's in uh, commercials and it's in ads and it's in everything. And it's now it's in corporations when you're being trained in DEI, you know, it's just, it's everywhere. And it's just something that People, you know, I've seen so many people say, you know, why do you have such a problem with the way that people want to live their lives? Why can't you just leave them alone? And it's like, well, why can't they leave us alone? <laughs> they are, you know, it's it's impossible. You can't send your kid to school with the idea that it's okay to just be a boy or a girl. And I have this theory that in several <laughs> years, we're going to have all of these people coming out as straight. <laughs> so... And you have guys, to I've been keeping this a secret okay. from you all. I <laughs> I'm just like a basic hetero dude. Uh, I know, like <laughs> I'm. I know you're devastated. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it's something I talk about a lot, and I feel like a lot of parents are just really afraid to say anything, or hmm. more importantly, they don't understand the roots of it. That this is not just about love and acceptance. That this really does have, you know, this goes back historically several decades with 
people like John Money that wanted to infuse gender fluidity into our mainstream ideology and the, the fact that it's being used to literally destroy the country. This is about Marxism. This is about destroying people from the inside out. So, um, so that's why I talk about it so much because people just really don't understand how deep it goes. So, yeah. Yeah, the content's really good. I used to watch all of it, but then you started making too much stuff for me to watch it all. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which, which is good. Which is good yeah. though. It's so good. Um, and uh, it, it's funny though because you you start to develop like like true fans, and the same thing mm-hmm. happens. And you hit this delta where people are like, "Oh, I can't keep up with everything," but that's that's great. You know, your channel grows, your brand grows, mm-hmm. um, and as much as they don't like it, you know, people are waking up red pilled, whatever you want to call it. Um, mm-hmm. So on that note, I mean, I guess, I guess we have to talk about it because it is actual uh, news. And I heard Dave Rubin say something um, today or yesterday. And um, just in case anyone's confused, it's on my website here. I, I will, I will pull it up. Whoops. I can't spell. Goodness gracious. I just blame <laughs> Just blame racism. It's true. Uh, Faith, culture, politics. Yeah. Faith, culture, politics, and news. Uh, News is like not news coverage, not breaking news, like opinion, uh, commentary. Mm -hmm. This is a commentary show, guys. We are not newscasters. I don't uh, create news, report news. I don't break news. Plenty of shows for that. Um, But just wanted to... Uh, be clear about that because there were some, I've received questions like that and apparently other commentators doing a similar type of thing um, also receive that type of inquiry or criticism or whatever. Not a newscaster, not an investigative journalist, not even interested in that. Um, I'm an expert in my own opinion. (laughs) So this is an opinion show. Um, I used to say culture commentary. Um, but yeah, so mm-hmm. on on that note, I mean, Joe Biden's running for president. It's it's kind of news, but not really because it's super right. lackluster. And he released it as a static video at like six a.m. this morning, like while That's you were. I heard. Yeah, it was honestly it was kind of considerate because Joe knows that he's so insignificant that he doesn't want to bother our days. He doesn't want to bother our busy schedules. So he did do us a solid in kind of getting out of the way a little bit. But right, right. Well, and I think that the person that it is truly the most breaking news to is Joe Biden himself. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm doing what? Huh? Just want some ice cream. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Somebody told him there would be ice cream and he's like, sweet, count me in. He's probably not even aware it would be his second term. So I... There's that classic campaign question, you know, why do you want to be president? And he's probably like, they told me I'd get to kiss kids and eat ice cream. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) The the bar is set that low these days, you know, and anybody that ever criticizes our um, support for Trump or DeSantis, and it's, it's just like, you know, Either just point to Joe Biden or point to John Fetterman. <laughs> really, you have no grounds for criticizing criti- criticism on who I support. So there's there's no standard essentially. I've not figured out how to send comments. Let's see here. Hello. Let's see if that sends. Oh, it did. Okay. This is so interesting. We're on Twitch now. Do, do you stream on Twitch? I don't. I'm still trying to figure out all of these different platforms that I could be using. I just, I'm only aware of like Rumble and YouTube. So I need help. <laughs> Rumble and, so we're going we're gonna to talk about Rumble a, a little bit later. Um, I want to talk about Tucker stuff first, um, but we mm-hmm. seriously got to talk about Rumble, especially as up-and-coming content creators um, that we are. This is uh, so interesting. Oh, why does it only do half of the screen? Okay. Anyway, 
I'm just taking it all in because you try and test this stuff by yourself, but unless you actually have a person to test it with, it's not the same because you just see two or three of yourself. And it's mm-hmm. like, is the thing really on the screen or can I just see it because I can see the behind the curtain <laughs> view? Anyway. Um. <laughs> I'm glad I could help you with that. I'm glad I could be the guinea pig today. <laughs> Yeah, I I was basically like I asked a couple of people that I like knew like mm-hmm. because I was like she won't get frustrated. <laughs> no, no, not at all. It's totally fine. All right. So speaking um, of, God. No, I was just gonna say just kind of on the Joe Biden running for president thing. Um, you know, he was talking. I, I saw his little ad that was released and talking about how that this is still a battle for the soul of the nation, and that he hasn't finished his his work yet. And I don't know that there is a more terrifying campaign message than to hear Joe Biden say that he has not finished the work that he that he needs to do at this point. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Our country used to be so good, so great. Uh, um, so again, not really news because in, in my view, this guy was the quintessential diversity hire, um, you know, black, gay, not talented. Let's, let's hire him. Uh, but mm-hmm. Don Lemon got fired yeah. from CNN. I feel like he's already had like two demotions at CNN. So it wasn't like huge yeah. earth shattering news in my view. And then there's the question of, well, what are these talents going to do next? Well, that's a question for Tucker Carlson. What, what's Brian Stelter doing now? What, what are the, the brothers Cuomo doing now? You know, well, I believe that Brian Stelter is some kind of honorary professor at Harvard <laughs> Kennedy School or something like that. So yes, I'm that's sure what he's that doing. there is a professor position of some kind being prepared for Don Lemon as well. So uh, that should make every parent whose child is preparing to go to university just feel all warm and fuzzy inside, knowing that the people that can't hack it at CNN are now going to be educating their kids. That's true. Uh, Brian Stelter, definitely straight, is is at Harvard now, um, which is another reason that Uh I'm very glad I didn't apply to Harvard. Uh, Goodness (laughs) gracious. Yeah, so I I don't know. And I mean, I really haven't even heard why they let Don Lemon go. I mean, other other than the fact that CNN is hemorrhaging viewers and nobody's sticking around and nobody trusts them anymore. I mean, the guy has been pretty offensive for years and he hasn't told the truth probably in his entire career. So I, I just can't figure out what bar was so low that he actually hit for them to get rid of him. So the word on the street is, and, you know, can't know if this is true or not, but the word on the street um, is... And by the street, we mean Twitter. Yeah, (laughs) the word on the street is Twitter, Um, is that this exchange with Vivek Ramaswamy, um, who's running for president, kind of a firebrand in his own right, not as fiery as Trump, but still so good in the public Mm -hmm. debate sphere. Um, So supposedly this is what got him canned. Um, um specifically the exchange that he has with the producers, but it's just a pretty good, it's a pretty interesting showing all the cards of what, you know, oh, I'm not supposed to say that anymore. Um, Radical liberals, um, Mm non-thinking liberals. um, and, And I'm not not saying something because of YouTube censorship, but because I... Felt bad about some of the uh, insulting things that I've said to liberals, so I'm trying to quit <laughs> one of those things. Um, but I still Is call them dumb. And... For like stopping, <laughs> like I wish. <laughs> I wish. Um, so, yes, the word on the street, the word on Twitter is that this is what got so with him due canned. Respect, I, find, I find your explanation reductive and actually insulting, including to black Americans, to say that black people today, compared to 1964, 1865, haven't made progress in part because of the freedoms we secured. 
and the Second Amendment was Black part people, of the Hang on, please. Freedom. I cannot keep a thought if you guys are talking to me in my ear. So uh, hang on one second. So to say that that black people, say, say what you said again. So that I can't keep a thought if you're talking to me in my ear um, is him chastising the producers of the show, which is always a bad idea. Oh, and they hold your fate in their hands. Um, right. You know, I mean, they could just mute you for one uh, or just cut you out of the program. It's their job. They're producing the show. Um, and so are you saying that it wasn't him talking about racism and trying to own the conversation because he's black and telling, you know, that all of this history that he's being schooled on, you know, that his position is completely incorrect and false. It was the fact that he told the producers to stop talking in his ear. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, so the the nonsense that he's saying, and it gets worse when, when here we, we gotta, we gotta watch the rest of the clip because like the, The audacity of the, like, half-baked insult that's coming is just so ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and he, he supposedly he has a habit of treating his colleagues on-screen and off-screen um, colleagues poorly, which was why he got bumped to the morning show. Really? Yeah. He seems like he would be so agreeable and so friendly to work with. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so here he goes. Secured their freedoms after the Civil War it is a historical fact, Don. Just study it. Only after their Second Amendment rights have, were secured. They That's were a not fact. secured their freedoms after the Civil War. That is not you. You are discounting uh, uh, Reconstruction. You're discounting a whole uh, uh, host of things that happened after the Civil War when it comes to African Americans, including the whole reason that the Civil Rights Movement happened is because Black people did not secure their freedoms after the Civil War, and that things turned around. People tried to change the freedoms that were supposed to. And you know how they the got Civil it? War they got their Second Amendment rights, and they actually got the NRA played a big role in that. But today, down the, the final, NRA did the, not play a big role. They train black Americans how to use firearms. That's a lie. That's not. The NRA did not play a big role. This is just historical fact. But not historical fact. The part that I find because you say it's historical fact. The part that I find insulting. The co-host is so uncomfortable because she can hear the producers yelling at him. Like he looked like he was going to take it out, and then he put it back in. Which is like a gesture that I've seen. I've been doing not this, but other broadcast stuff and you know professional music for over a decade. And mm-hmm. that that gesture, you can see it when someone's getting annoyed with the sound guy or the technical producer, and you can see it, especially if it's just in one ear. They'll just mm-hmm. take it out. <laughs> yeah, they were probably like, "You put that back in." <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, look at. Look at her like, look at her historical her fact, shame face. Part that I just find because you say it's historical fact. It's just like, oh, this is the worst <laughs> day of my life. And right, just on the arguments alone, Rebecca is saying that it was after the Civil War in the chronology that Black Americans secured their civil rights and. Mm-hmm. Dodo is saying, no, it wasn't. It wasn't until after the civil rights movement. Okay, well, so on a timeline in the order of history, is the civil rights movement before or after the civil war? There, mm-hmm. it, It's like a stupid semantic thing. And he's saying, yes, this did occur after the civil war, but the thing that secured the blessings of liberty for all Americans is the second amendment being secured for everyone. Uh, and the exactly. NRA absolutely played a big role in that. And it was California literal at this time, not now, but at this time it was racist California Democrats that were trying to stop black Americans from exercising their second amendment rights. And they lost because of lawsuits that the NRA filed and represented Mm -hmm. these groups of black Americans who were open carrying all kinds of firearms, including AK 47s and AR 15 style weapons and all these other things. Um, And they denied Martin Luther King Jr. The right to, to get a concealed weapons permit because they said that they didn't believe that uh, there were any credible threats against his life. And of course he was later shot and killed by by one of those freaking yahoos. 
Yeah, no, and I mean, people like Don Lemon just rely on these word games and just being able to say, well, no, after this, after the Civil War, we still didn't have all of our rights. And it's like, well, that's that's not what we're saying here. But it was because of what was what happened with the Civil War that we had the path forward to make that happen for everybody. Um, but I mean, it's just interesting that you know Don Lemon wants to talk about gun rights for. Black Americans, and but not talk about all the gun violence that happens, you know, between Black Americans in these big cities, and the fact that they do have the rights to use these, and no one's trying to take it away from them. But what's happening there? Um, and he's trying to tell Vivek Ramaswamy that he can't talk about the gun rights that Black Americans have because he's not Black. So it's just a lot of, like I said, word games. Just a lot of confusion and. But again, the, the, he can say all of those things, but the thing that gets him fired is talking back to the producer. Like, I don't know well, why. It still, it still gets worse with with oh, the, the racial comments. You say today black Americans don't have those rights after we have the gone through that civil rights revolution in this country. You are sitting here telling an African-American about the rights and what you find insulting about the the, the way I live, the skin I live in every day. Here's and where I you and I have the a freedom point of black. He, he's acting like this is like a basic white dude that he's talking to. <laughs> like, not a first generation immigrant. Uh, from Don Lemon's upbringing and Ramaswamy's were totally different. If if you want to talk about oppression and and who had access to what, it this is a ridiculous thing. And he doesn't even know what ethnicity he is. So he just yeah. he's just like, I don't even know what to call you. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. And it's just, you know, the first person to bring up race in a conversation is the first person that has nothing left to say. And, Always. you know, because when I'm listening to him, it's like, you think that you own this conversation and then you can shut people down just by playing this, I'm the black man card. And it's like, I know, I've heard from numerous black men and women who would wholeheartedly disagree with you. So... You don't own the conversation, Don Lemon, and you are completely and totally spreading what you guys like to call misinformation about this subject. Absolutely. Ah, yeah. It's so, it's definitely cringeworthy, but I also would have liked to have been in the room because it'd be a good laugh. You know, you're kind of not paying attention, you're playing on your phone, and then you're like, wait, what are they, what did he just say? <laughs> Right. <laughs> is he tanking his yeah. career? Because there's nowhere else to move him. We've, we've moved you earlier and earlier. Now you're at, look, it's 5 a.m. in the morning. Uh, right. There, like, there's Don, nowhere there else to no, put you. There's no lower place that we can go. I mean, if you've seen Office Space where they put the guy in the basement with the stapler, it's like that's about our only option for Don Lemon right now. So well, he could I don't do know. Uh, infomercials. <laughs> You can put him on the view. I mean, oh no, please don't. Please well, don't. Is that lower than CNN? I mean, I kind of, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, they just kind of outdo each other sometimes. I feel like there's a certain cattiness there. Um, you know, nothing against women, but those particular women are very catty. And I think it would just oh, yeah. be funny to put a gay man in the mix of that cattiness. I completely agree like let's do it that i might actually watch like one episode of the view if that happened <laughs> or maybe like 10 minutes and one one episode might be a little bit of a reach but so i don't yeah. know what is going on with my link it's opening it's opening the wrong link so we're not going to look at that but obviously if you haven't heard folks uh i almost combined them don carlson Don Carlson was the name of my old commander, by the way. So shout out to uh-huh. Commander Carlson. <laughs> but, uh, Tucker Carlson, goodness gracious. Get it straight, Joe. Tucker Carlson, uh, if you guys haven't heard, of course you've heard. If you're watching this show, you've heard. Uh, but Tucker Carlson was parting ways and then later found out, like literally hours later, um, the internet found out that he was fired from uh, from Fox News. Straight from mm-hmm. the top, like from Big Fox. So um, I, I don't believe a shareholder decision. Um, I, I 
I think like a president of, you know, Fox corporate or whatever um, type deal. And I don't think a money problem or whatever uh, you want to say. In any event, he got canned. It seemed like he got canned in the blink of an eye because, you know, his show goes off on Friday night. He says, I'll see you guys next week. And just kidding. <laughs> I got fired. Right. Oh, man. What? So what what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I've been listening to a lot of different takes on this. I mean, me personally, I, you know, watching Tucker Carlson and then watching the direction that Fox News has gone in general over the last couple of years, we can see them becoming progressively more left-leaning and seem to be trying to appease more of the leftist narrative. And, you know, we've kind of seen this slow drip. So it doesn't surprise me that he's gone. Um, I, I, you know, I feel like it was only a matter of time. I just felt like it was going to be Tucker saying, I left Fox News versus Fox News getting rid of him. I mean, he is the biggest show on that network, the most popular show. And I mean, I honestly think that it's only going to be maybe a couple of years before Fox News is at the bottom of the barrel like CNN. So I, I don't, I don't know what the possible motivation could have been for this. I know I was listening to a take from Bill O'Reilly and he was thinking that it had something to do with, you know, um, not the the recent lawsuits from Dominion, but future lawsuits from people like Ray Epps saying that, you know, Ray Epps saying that Tucker Carlson ruined his life and, um, you know, any number of things that could come up just because of, you know, supposedly how controversial Tucker Carlson is. And I know Megyn Kelly was talking about it. She really didn't have a whole lot of insight either. So Everybody seems to be just really confused about why, especially from the top down, that this move would have happened. I mean, what do you think? (laughs) I think a lot of things. Um, (laughs) One, okay, I'll just jump straight into my conspiracy mind. I I think it's a mistake for, but everyone is saying, Let's look at what's gone on with Don Lemon in the vacuum of CNN. Let's look at what's gone on with um, with Don Carlson, Tucker Carlson in the vacuum of Fox. Um, But if you take a step back and look at it like 30,000 foot view, Fox also just canned uh, Dan Bongino. And, you know, there was also the ousting of James O'Keefe from his own media outlet. (laughs) So it really seems like if you were to consider that Don Lemon is a thorn in the side, a little bit of an uncontrollable newscaster who, when he does want to go off the rails and say what he wants to say, even when it goes against the powers that be, he does. Um, Brian Mm -hmm. Stelter, I do not believe was the case. Brian Stelter was a puppet. He would say whatever, whenever, and turn on a dime. His firing is just because he was a talentless hack. But... um, You know, Anderson Cooper follows his marching orders. Uh, Megyn Kelly, for the most part, followed her marching orders. And she, um, you know, she chose to leave, but she didn't get to say goodbye Mm -hmm. to the audience, which was really um, unfortunate. And it's the same deal for Tucker, um, which Mm -hmm. is that's like super dirty and and stupid of them like they should have let him know and he should have been allowed to have kind of a swan song he wouldn't he wouldn't do anything crazy um right but i think looking at it from that view that any big name newscaster um who's kind of uncontrollable um who isn't completely under the thumb of the nameless faceless oligarchs has been ousted in the last 24 months, basically since Trump came on the scene and, you know, pulled back the curtain and said, hey, the the media is the enemy of the people. They're lying to you. They hate you. They're destroying civilization. They're not reporting on these things. There are uprisings in France right now. Americans don't know. Mm -hmm. There are revolutions going on. There are, um, what was the country? I think it was Sweden just... Um, they had that a trucker rebellion, kind of like Canada had, and the United States tried to have one and failed. They formed a political party and just won high office in, in one of the European Union nations. Basically, the tractors and farmers and truckers you know, came together and formed a party and won high office there. 
not a peep in the United States. Have you even heard of this? (laughs) No, no, I haven't. I mean, I've heard about the uprisings in Paris, but I didn't know about the Swedish trucker rebellion. (laughs) So I think that as the leftist machine continues to, you know, um, the World Economic Forum, they have it as a stated goal. I think it was a 2030. They want to have one world government, digital um, digital global universal currencies. They, they've got some really hefty goals and they've got short time at this point. Um, right. I, I think one of those things in controlling minds and controlling the masses and the narrative is really tightening the reins on, on media. Now, of course, the big problem is it's, it's legacy media and legacy media is dying. Legacy media is like breathing its last breath right now and Mm -hmm. alt or new media or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's taken over. So yeah, I don't have any evidence, just a total theory, (laughs) Uh, but it's interesting. Yeah, it is really interesting. And I don't know. I I don't know what the answer is. Um, I mean, we know that cable news in general is losing money. You know, that's not where people go to get their information anymore, at least not anybody under the age of like 50. (laughs) So, you know, it is all about the podcast. It is all about the independent media. And I do agree that it's about trying to, you know, control the voices in the media. Um, Another point that Bill O'Reilly made was that um, Fox News was a huge contributor in helping Trump get elected. And, you know, essentially saying that Fox News or that Trump wouldn't have gotten elected without Fox News. And so that this move of removing Tucker Carlson was another means of damaging the Trump campaign and the Trump effort. Um, Mm. I don't know if that's true or not, but as we see, you know, Fox News itself become more left leaning, uh, we have to wonder, you know, where the funding is coming from and where the influence is coming from behind the scenes to push them in that direction and to replace the funding for Tucker, you know, the money that Tucker Carlson would have brought in in order to achieve this effort of not supporting the Trump campaign, if that makes sense. <laughs> That's a really interesting point. I hadn't thought about that. Um, interesting. Well, that certainly, that could work. His audience is huge. Um, some people yeah. are like, Tucker Carlson's kind of irrelevant. Literally, he's the number one broadcaster in the world right now by a huge margin. Number two has like half the viewership. Um, but I was I was shocked to hear this. I, I heard it on not a news channel. So I was like, I don't even think this is true. Um, and it turned out to be completely true. Uh, but Fox has 92 of the top 100 media shows in the world, which is a nuts stat. Like I was like, how is this even possible? Um, They also have Greg Gutfeld is the number one late night show. It's not even a late night show. It's like a, it's, it's a Fox, you know, news comedy type show, like ladder with Crowder being, but it's the number one late night show, not Colbert, not Kimmel, People who are actual late night hosts, not Jimmy Fallon, The Tonight Show. Um, right. I I was not aware of how much of a giant like Big Fox is, but yeah. apparently they're kicking butt, taking names at least in the ratings. It's just like you said, cable cable news, cable period is dying. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. And I mean, I don't think that I don't think people like Greg Gutfeld have to worry about their job. He doesn't have the same kind of influence that Tucker Carlson has. So I think that he'll be fine. Um, Yeah, it's just I just cannot. It'll be interesting to see what happens and the reason, you know, as all of this unfolds, because we know that we're going to hear about it eventually, about why exactly it happened in the way that it did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just essentially just dropping him from this network. And, you know, we all just hear about it on Twitter 
I mean, if he just he just sat down with Elon Musk. I mean, T- Tucker Carlson sitting down and having an interview with Elon Musk. I mean, that's that's huge. And I mean, you're bringing in viewership. You're bringing in people from the left and the right and from everywhere. And you drop the person that just did this, you know, this conversation. It just it's mind boggling. And that's why yeah. I kind of have to wonder where the funding is coming in from to replace the the revenue that Tucker Carlson is bringing in. And does it have anything to do with this ESG stuff? You know, I thought the same thing. Eliza and I were talking about that last night. I, there's no. Okay. I'm going to be careful how we say this because Fox is huge. They're not going to see this, but I don't want to get sued. Um, (laughs) In my view, I am unaware of a legitimate means of bringing in the kind of revenue that the loss of Tucker Carlson would cause. That's very politically correct. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Like, um, an illicit market, sure, you know, like a human trafficking outfit could could make that in, you know, $150 billion a year. They could make that. Um, a billion is a thousand million. And if we're talking about $300 million in revenue, then, you know, what are we talking, mm-hmm. like six weeks? <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, <laughs> illicit market, the nameless, faceless oligarchs could bring in that kind of financial backing in a matter of hours, not days. Um yeah. But one, there there aren't enough old people. <laughs> like we we watch yeah. Fox News because we're in the commentary space and and we have to, um, mm-hmm. and we can write it off on our taxes. Uh, <laughs> those subscriptions. Um, but yeah, I I try more and more. We got rid of Netflix. Um, we still have Hulu, but we got rid of Disney Plus. Um, and I'm in the process of trying to stop watching the CBS shows and the other uh, ABC shows that I watch and mm-hmm. move them to, because um, we've got The Blaze, we've got Daily Wire Plus, you've got um, Epic Time, Epic TV, I think is what it's called. But there are some entertainment shows on there too, not just news. The Daily Wire stuff is awesome. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm watching their Jordan Peterson Exodus uh, series right mm-hmm. now. Um, so good, but basically people, not just us, but everyday people, uh, normies, as they say on the internet are moving away from the big streaming services even and moving into new media. So yeah, what the heck are they going to do? Yes. I don't know. I mean, it's, (laughs) oh, it's so morbid, but I mean, you know, they're, they're moving toward depopulation and getting rid of all of us anyway. So what are they going to do for viewers is my question. (laughs) I heard that was fake news. YouTube said that was misinformation. No, the depopulation thing. Well, that if YouTube says it's uh, fake news, then it must be. So sorry. I don't know. I don't know. The whole thing just does not make sense to me. But I think the thing that makes the most sense in a lot of ways is the whole ESG and how all of these corporations have to abide by these scores, these social credit scores to succeed. And I think the direction that we're moving in, I mean, I just think that there there aren't going to be a lot of corporations that are going to survive without adhering to it. So I don't know. you know, in that, well, here's a, a fresh conspiracy. I could see the ESG overlords because the way that ESG works in its enforcement is is very like totalitarian or like a fascist regime. It's tattle on your neighbor. There isn't a regulatory agency. Um, there, there's no regulatory body that's coming and doing these inspections. These are Karens and disgruntled employees, and they're they're expecting society to dime you out. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's how ESG enforcement works right now, and until they yeah. create an ESG agency with eighty five thousand agents with guns and and statutory power of arrest, that'll be fun. Um, right. But I could see them bartering and saying, "Hey." We'll give you guys a decent ESG score and stay off your back if you get rid of Tucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Well, 
again, if they're they're getting funding rewards for making these kind of moves, not that I'm saying that that's what's happening. I'm just yeah. throwing it out. <laughs> oh, they're they're a hundred percent entertaining the uh, the woke stuff. I just watch. I am on TikTok. Some of my viewers don't like it, but whatever. Um, I was just watching a TikTok the other day, and it was talking about all of these policies, what they were intended to do, and how they manifested in reality. And one of them was like um, this biofuel thing, and it was about reducing mm-hmm. the amount of gas. And apparently, there was like paper company or paper manufacturing plants that didn't use gas at all. They used something else that was a byproduct of the paper creation process. Um, so they actually increased their use of gas to get this government benefit of all this money that they wouldn't get if they didn't use the gas. So yeah, it's exactly backwards, but so they're using many times more gas, uh, but they got a higher ESG score and they get government subsidies. Hooray. That's Uh, how every leftist policy works though. It does exactly the opposite of what it says it's going to do. So, I mean, when you get all these people that are purchasing electric vehicles and it's like, yeah, but where do you get the electricity for the vehicle? So, Are you um, suggesting that they burn fossil fuels to create electricity? I've heard that that's a conspiracy theory, but it, (laughs) it may or may not be true. Oh, well, on a large scale, of course it's true. They're, they're, we're, we're not getting it out of the sky with with keys on a kite string. Um, yeah. they, they have to yeah. create that, uh, usually with huge industrial turbines that don't just spin on their own. Uh, they, they You burn fossil fuels to move those, to get those generators to work. That's, right. that, that's how that you- works, guys. And then you kill all the birds, and then you end up with these parts for these turbines that you can't recycle and that are extremely acidic and toxic. And, you know, it's. Or how about the batteries in electric vehicles? Yeah, where are we we getting the the cobalt and all the things that go into these batteries? Where's that coming from? So. And then there's uh, the emergency management aspect of it. I had a sob once. And I got to bring this video up one time and it's in my photos, but I, it's like 12, 13 years ago. I'm not going to go sifting through photos for that, but I had a Saab. It had a turbo and the turbo ran magnesium, I think in the coolant system or the turbo timer or something. Anyway, magnesium and water are uh, combustible. It just explodes, Um, which I know because my car caught on fire and the fire department came and they hit it with the water hose and it blew up in their faces. Uh, which I got a video of because <laughs> uh, I was so good that, that. <laughs> yeah, I was that guy like behind this my neighbor's pickup truck, like my freaking car's on fire. I'm gonna make a video of it. <laughs> oh um, so yeah, oh, I'll have yeah. to bleep it Can't out. Can't wait to though. drive the kids to school in that. <laughs> yeah. But these fires with these electric vehicles are insane because they're they're, they're just all of these volatile chemicals oozing out of these batteries. Um, it, I mean, it, it makes for good internet time, internet TV. You get some good clicks out of your burning vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love the, the dialogues too. Yeah, yeah. So what are you, what's your take on the possibility of Tucker seeking public office? I think that, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. She's you like, know, I'm not so, feeling it. No. Well, and it's funny because it seems like every time, you know, there's an upset like this or, you know, something happens automatically people's response is have them run for public office. And, you know, just because you have good ideas and you understand how things work and you have a good take on things and you're relatively intelligent does not mean that you are built for public office. I could not see Tucker Carlson sitting in Congress and fighting with people like Jerry Nadler and um, who else is in there? Um, 
I'm I'm drawing a blank on some of these names, but you know, he is he's way too smart for that. And he has way too many, I think he has way too much influence with what he's doing, way more of an impact uh, with just being able to speak freely and get in front of different audiences and go speak at colleges and do all these things. I think that is going to make the biggest difference. So I do not see him running for office at all. I don't know if, I mean, if you feel differently, but that's just me. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it should. I think he's too important of a uh, chess piece to take off the board of the culture war, um, where mm-hmm. he's really impactful and put him behind a desk in the bureaucracy. Um, yeah. Does he debate? Well, of course, is he, is he extremely smart and, and fact finding and all that stuff? Yeah. I, I think he's a person of really high integrity. Um, but no, he, he needs to be doing exactly what his thing is, which is exposing lies, asking hard questions. And yeah. when when the left, when when they're interviewing with him and they get in these these tight spots, just like Elon Musk just had the other day of BBC, like he mm-hmm. makes them pay for it when they bring stupidity into the interview. Uh Right. And it's, it's a lot of fun to watch. So, Well, and it's entertaining. But I mean, you know, we think of Congress and we think of people passing legislation and, you know, and on all of these committees. And yes, of course, there's there's an impact there. And we have to deal with the consequences of the things that these people pass. But I do think that when you are somebody like Tucker Carlson, who can, you know, bring up, you know, any source of information and fact and snip it from history or whatever to back up what he's saying. And he can speak in such an impactful way. I think that he belongs in the public space. And like I said, you know, speaking to college campuses, I don't know if you saw the last speech that he gave for the Heritage Foundation. I guess it was just last week, but it's gone viral apparently as the last full speech he gave just before he exited uh, Fox News. But I mean, it was just an, an incredible speech and so incredibly moving. I'm actually going to sit down and have my kids watch it, just talking about the truth and just talking about how, you know, when spreading the truth is um, contagious as much as lying is contagious and just the different kind of person that you become depending on the path that you follow. And, you know, some of the mistakes that he has made as a journalist and just, you know, how he's grown as a person and just all these things that are so relatable, but so impactful in that space. And it's like this next generation that's coming up where the dividing line between truth and lies is going to be so distinct and such a huge contrast. We need that, you know, people like Tucker Carlson out there emboldening people to carry on the truth. I mean, he's in his mid fifties. He's not going to be around forever. We need this next generation to hear from people like Tucker Carlson. Um, it's, live so, and- it's so funny that you say that because uh, I haven't shared this with anyone. Um, so Yaf is right down the road from my house, um, Scott mm-hmm. Walker and all them. And I don't think they have the 10, 15, 20 million dollars that it would take to bring in the Tucker Carlson. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, he could build his own network. He could go and partner with people at Rumble or, or Blaze. And the people who leave Fox, you know, Glenn Beck leaves Fox. He starts the Blaze. Uh, uh, Laura Ingram's still there. Uh, what's her name? Megan Kelly leaves Fox. She starts her own thing. Like the. He's not like, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? He's he's like, great, what do it's I get to do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um <laughs> yeah, and he he's probably very excited. He's probably talking with Dave Rubin and Glenn Beck and Steven Crowder and everyone, but he could really um no offense to turning point, no offense to heritage, both great groups, know a lot of guys and gals at both groups, but with with the the campaign that they have with those yaf talks, they usually have like a Daily Wire guy or gal come out. Um, Tucker Carlson could transform that, could make yaf yeah. so much more than it is, especially their media type operations, which isn't fledgling. They have really good stuff and they have really good guests, good interviews. Um, they've got two or three big conferences a year they do. They've got the, um, uh, the ranch, the... Um, Reagan Ranch. I forgot. I forgot <laughs> Ronald Reagan's name for a second. 
but I I could see him doing something huge with them. Um, of course, they're in Northern Virginia, and he just moved to Florida, so that would kind of be a big problem. But he could do something with Rumble. He could do something with Dave Rubin and Locals, which is down there in Florida. Patrick Bet David, Value Detainment. Um, he said on his program that his people were seeing what an offer could look like. And he's, he's got way more money than the media outfits because he's a, he's an insurance giant, um, Mm -hmm. life insurance. And I don't know if you know, but life insurance can be a little bit of a scam. So, uh, (laughs) but you should have life insurance, especially if you have any debt. Oh my gosh, people, we are a Dave Ramsey family. You need term life insurance. Life insurance is not something you need for your whole life, which is while whole life is kind of a scam. Um, but uh, people pay for it. So yeah. get, do not leave your family high and dry. Get some freaking life insurance. Right. Uh, yeah. I didn't yeah. want to lead someone down the wrong road. Joe Mobley <laughs> said that I'm getting scammed. Um, <laughs> so we're almost at the end, but we've got to watch this clip because it's just too good to pass up. Uh, this is CNN's Anderson Cooper speaking with the Democrat strategist Paul Begala, it looks like. Um, mm-hmm. Now, what he's about to say is complete and utter nonsense. It's it's racist. It's stupid. It, 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 but, you know. It's CNN. It's CNN. <laughs> that, that needs to be a clip. This is why I have you on. Like, uh, Sam gets the best clips really high performing on YouTube. And that's also why she's in my intro video. <laughs> oh, I try. It's, it's CNN. True words were never spoken. Meaning host at Fox, whoever replaces Tucker Carlson, is there any, there's no incentive to tone down their own rhetoric, is there? No, they're not going to change. I think right-wing media in the last 25 years has been all about the Overton window, right? What was unacceptable 20 years ago, Tucker didn't say any of those things when I worked with him at Crossfire, is now mainstream conservative media, and it's only going to get more. Here's, okay, you know what I'd like to see? Here's how we'll know that Fox has changed. They won't do it. Fox has changed if they replace Tucker with an undocumented Mexican immigrant. That would actually truly be a great replacement. Um, I... What? <laughs> like, Was he being serious? Yeah. <laughs> that, that doesn't I, make that, any sense. <laughs> That's I like mean, the stupidest thing that I've heard in a long time. As we're seeing two old white men talk about what Fox News should be doing to be more diverse, I guess. I well, one of them's gay. So he, he gets <laughs> plus one he gets plus one impression point. Uh but even right. even before that, this guy says with a straight face that we, you and I, conservatives, Fox, that we are all about manipulating the Overton window. Pause. I- Marriage, yeah. marriage to us 20 years ago and now, it's the same. Marriage to them, totally different. What is right. a man? What is a woman? Us, 20 years ago and today, them, they have no freaking idea. 20 years ago, 20 years ago, how many genders were there, Sam? <laughs> There's, there was two. <laughs> the same amount as today, them. And he's yeah. going to say with a straight face that, Fox News has been about manipulating. He didn't say manipulating. He says it's been all about the Overton window, changing what is acceptable. Guys, Michael Knowles wrote a whole book about this. Speechless. Ding. Controlling words, controlling minds. That's their game, not ours. We're we're conservationists. Every single thing that they say is projection. Every single thing that they accuse us of doing is exactly what they're doing. And the funny thing is, um, is that when they say it, they say it knowing that people are going to reject that idea. So if they say someone is, you know, that Fox News is manipulating the information or whatever the words that he used are, or, you know, manipulating I can't talk, manipulating the Overton window, changing the Overton window, changing the standards, 
they say it because they know people are going to reject changing the standards, but that's exactly what they're doing. And I mean, I was watching that clip of Chuck Schumer talking about the um, January 6th and how, you know, Tucker Carlson had released all of this footage and that he was continuing, you know, he was pushing these continued lies about January 6th. And it's like, he gave us the full clip of what happened. He gave us the footage that all of you have seen that you cherry picked the information out of to push your narrative. And you're saying that more information, that total transparency, that getting a full picture of what really happened is the problem, is how lies are told. I just, I don't understand. I do not understand. But as you said, I mean, we're not the ones changing. I mean, we protected kids 10 years ago. We're protecting kids now. Mutilating your kids 10 years ago was bad. Mutilating them now is bad. 10 years ago, we all agreed that putting a drag queen in front of your kid so that they could, you know, shake their butt and hand them cash to this to this drag queen was a bad thing. And now it's acceptable to them and we're the problem. Like, I, I don't I didn't understand. even get that far. Yeah. It's oh, it, you're you're absolutely right. It's projection. It is, it's and it's lying. Everything they accuse us of doing are exactly the things that they're doing, but they say it in a way that says you can't, you shouldn't follow people that are doing these things. <laughs> it's like the the mental gymnastics blows my mind. I actually, I just want to tell you about one thing. Um, Anderson Cooper, I came across this clip from his show. It was years and years ago when he had um, his own little talk show. And there was this- Oh, mom I remember that. Yeah. And there was this mom on his stage and she was talking about how she put Botox. She got her 15-year-old daughter Botox because it like kept her from sweating or something. And Anderson Cooper thought this was the most evil thing that this mom was like getting her 15-year-old daughter Botox and was just like, you know, I don't understand why you would do that to a teenage girl. I don't understand why you would like have, you know, cosmetic surgery or procedure for a 15-year-old. Can't you just let them be like natural and appreciate how they look? And it's just like, even 10 years ago, you yourself, Anderson Cooper, believed that these, you know, these things that we protected kids, that we protected teenagers, that they were too young to make these kind of decisions. So... It just, I'll have to find it and share it with you. It just blew my mind. The funny thing is, if he said that in interview to a guest today, he'd get fired. Yep, exactly, exactly. So that's not how how dare you say that a parent can't have some surgery done for their child? What are you talking about? Parents can't even stop it. Yeah, not only that, you want to keep parents from being able to do that. So. But the standards are still set the same for me. And guess what? In 10 years, I'm still going to tell you that mutilating your kid is bad. (laughs) And that marriage is just all of the things, the genders, the the relationship stuff. We're the same. That's conservative thought, like for crying out loud. Yeah, I know. And a lot of times we're going over time, but a lot of them bring up this point that conservatism is just all about small government. And that's part of it. But when you do things that are damaging, especially to children, you're forcing my hand. You're forcing me to support more laws to keep you from being an idiot, to keep you from doing (laughs) things that are horrible, especially for kids. So I don't want to have to step in and, you know, support more laws and more government intervention, but you're making me do it. (laughs) Well, leftists, the view, everyone's celebrating right now. Um, Good news, bad news for, for those ladies. Um, This is Tucker Carlson's (laughs) social blade, um, which is like his Twitter ranking and all that stuff. Uh, Before he got fired, so literally yesterday, uh, a day before yesterday, he was orange. He had a B plus, a B minus rating. He's got an A minus rating now and he literally picked up, you know, on any given day, he he picks up a couple of thousand followers, 2,000, 5,000. Yesterday, he picked up 123,000 new followers in a single day. Oh my gosh. Um, and you know, be <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like as of right now, today, he's, you know, this is a live count here, this bottom one. Um, can I click on that? So he's picked up 
so far today, and we still have a couple hours left in the day, it's picked up 78,000 uh, Twitter followers. So, and they're, oh, well, you know, Fox is too big to fail. And, you know, people aren't going to just follow Tucker. Uh, sorry, the evidence is kind of contrary to that. A bunch of people canceled their Fox uh, subscriptions, right. their Fox Nation subscriptions, um, which is something yeah. that you pay for for the whole year. So they're they're committing to not renew something months out, which a bunch of people yeah. did with Disney Plus. But so like this is a majorly stupid move uh, for Fox, and and it's it's almost like it's it's that classic don't disrupt your enemy when they're doing when they're making a mistake because they are pouring fuel on the fire of alternative media of rumble uh odyssey bitshoot clout hub all of these alternative platforms um but really especially rumble i mean the dude just moved to where the headquarters of rumble is yeah so well and i would bet that <laughs> that CNN are looking at their viewership and their followers and they're like, huh, nothing's changed. (laughs) (laughs) No, nothing's changed. And I bet Don Lemon would not reject our thoughts and prayers right now. I I bet he would be really accepting of those. So thoughts and prayers for Don Lemon. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. Especially prayers. He he needs prayers for more than just his career. I'll tell you that. Um, Bless his heart. Yeah. So, Sam, thanks so much for coming on the show. A couple of notes, guys, if you're still here, if you're still here, then you definitely need to like the episode and you should be subscribed uh, wherever you are. If you're a podcast listener, go ahead and rate and review the show. If you're not a podcast listener, pull out your phone and open your podcast app and type in The Joe Mobley Show and subscribe. Make sure that you like, share, and subscribe. If you're going to share it, share with people that enjoy it. But please, just because it's fun, it gives you that little dopamine hit. Just share it with that person that you know will hate this episode because it's fun for us. And uh, while you're in your phone, go to YouTube and look up Outspoken Samantha. It's not that hard to spell. There will be a link below in the description probably about an hour after this airs. And uh, you got anything else for us? Uh, No, I, I appreciate being on the show and it's always fun to talk about these things. And I know that next time we have a conversation, there will be more life altering things happening on the street, also known as Twitter. (laughs) So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's what you learned today, guys. Twitter is the streets, <laughs> the digital streets. Uh, well, right. thanks so much. We'll have to do this again. I'm going to hit the outro button, which is supposed to play a video. So hopefully that will work. And after that video, it's supposed to end the stream. So hopefully that will work too. Guys, <laughs> that's all we got. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show. (laughs) 